back to the one and only Minority Reports Film Podcast. It's your deep dive into all things movies and entertainment through a colorful perspective. Your favorite minorities are reporting for duty. My name is Shama. And as always, here with me, Raul. What's up? Today is a special episode discussing the historical announcement from Warner Brothers and our thoughts and speculations about the future of the industry. And for that reason, we are bringing Colby Mack from Colby Told Me to share his thoughts with ours on today's episode. Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, Kobe Mack, and I'm b -b -b back! Yeah! <laughs> it will be a heated debate. Uh, today. I love it. I love it. Listen, it's important. So we, we, we took a couple days. I know people have been talking about this. It took a couple days. We needed to gather our thoughts. And also, we brought Kobe Mack in because we, especially with stuff like this, we can't, we can't be an echo chamber. And to be able to find time on Colby's agenda, it took us like three days to be able to record this. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> nah, I mean, I always make time for family. Always. Uh, but before we start, make sure you give the show a follow at mreportfilm on Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to the website for any and all new content at mreportpod.com. Com. First and last on the report, today we are only talking about Warner Brothers' decision. Warner Brothers has announced on Thursday that it will premiere its entire 2021 slate of films theatrically and simultaneously on HBO Max. Yes, yes, yes. Its entire <gasps> slate of films. Raul, please refresh my mind and inform our guests and audiences about the movies that are included in this slate of films. All right. Well, just fair warning, there are 17 of them. So here we go. <laughs> we got The Little Things, which is the latest J John Lee Hancock film. He did uh, The Blind Side, he did Saving Mr. Banks, and it's starring Denzel Washington, Remy Malik, Jared Leto. So that is The Little Things. We also have, we've discussed it uh, ad nauseum, uh, the greatest trailer of 2020, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, we can't wait for this film coming out in February. Um, oh, no, actually, they haven't announced it yet. They have not announced when this movie's coming out. But I hope soon. So yeah, Judah, Judas and the Black Messiah. Then we got Tom and Jerry. No explanation needed there. Godzilla versus Kong. We got 2021 Mortal Kombat. Yes! Those Who Would Wish Me Dead. All right, that was very underwhelming. When he says Mortal Kombat, this is what you do. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Continue. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you putting that out there. Uh, doing it right, doing it right. So those who would nope, those who wish me dead. It is the the new Taylor Sheridan film. Uh, Taylor Sheridan he wrote uh, Sicario. He wrote Hell or High Water. Um, he wrote and directed 2017's Wind River, which nobody saw, but is amazing. One of the best films of that year. Yes, it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, we also coming out. The 
the worst title of any movie in the last couple of years. The Conjuring, <laughs> The Devil Made Me Do It. I like it. Oh they my finally God. decided that the devil is the one that made them do it. And probably oh, that's... <laughs> I hope it's not the same devil that made Warner Brothers do this as well. Oh, it's, oh wow. Shots wow. fired! Shots fired! <laughs> I'm just like holding my breath. Uh, okay. Warner, that's the title of this episode. Warner Brothers, the devil made me do it. That's it. <laughs> oh, also, yeah. oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, also coming out... We got uh, my number one film that I was looking forward to in 2020. Now I got pushed to 2021. In the Heights, Lin-Manuel Miranda's adaptation to the big screen. We also got the worst uniforms uh, or worst uh, 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 costume design. <laughs> Space Jam, A New Legacy. We got James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. We got Reminiscence, which is uh, the new Hugh Jackman, Rebe- uh, Rebecca Ferguson, time travel adjacent film, kind of, not really. Uh, we also got Malignant, which we really know nothing about it, except that it is directed by James Wan, uh, and it is his latest horror film. We got no synopsis as of yet. Uh, also, Dune, one of the most anticipated films of 2020, coming out now, 2021, theaters, HBO Max. We also got the, the Many Saints of Newark, which is, uh, I don't want you guys, listen, uh, please try not to get too excited when I say this. It's directed by the same director for Thor, The Dark World. All right, relax. Oh, my God. Okay. I know everybody freaked out. <laughs> uh, but no, the, the film looks into the, the formative years of Tony Soprano. Tony, uh, the, the the neat thing about this movie is Tony was originally played by James Gandolfini, and now he's going to be played by his son, Michael Gandolfini, as young Tony Soprano, which I think is really cool. That's the one reason I'm looking forward to that movie. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Also, we got King Richard, Will Smith film um, about uh, Venus Serena Williams' father. Really looking forward to that. Another movie where Will Smith plays somebody who he looks nothing like, but I'm going to watch it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm so excited for this movie. Um, Cry Macho, <laughs> which is such a strange title. A strange but it is, it is directed and it is starring Clint Eastwood. Uh, okay. And then, of course, The Matrix 4 um, is also it's, – it's part of this slate, The Matrix 4. I still can't get the idea of all these aforementioned movies that you just said that they will be released to the general audience at cinemas and on HBO Max on the same day. Also, the idea of having them on their platform for 30 days and then exclusive back to the theaters until their scheduled home release sounds so strange to me. I cannot digest it. I cannot get it. Movies are always, they have a place first to be. At least give them to the theaters on Thursday night, the opening night, and then like on Friday morning, drop them on HBO Max and the theaters. Give any kind of exclusivity. I will, I will let our guests start first. Colby, what are your thoughts on this? How did you feel when you first heard the news 
Colby, I know I know that you're really curious about how Shama feels about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I think it's pretty evident how Shama feels. Understanding, like so, like he he has a lot invested into the success of cinemas. Um, so for y'all that don't know, I have not been on social media um, anywhere near to the level that I used to be, right? But I had something text to me that something big was coming. And I said, like, all right, let me, let me, let me jump on real quick. See what's up. And, oh, and then I'm seeing film Twitter, like just fall apart over themselves. And I would say that maybe like, I'm a bit indifferent because not only am I a businessman, but I'm a business man. Hey. I can understand. <laughs> I can understand things from both sides. Right. And I think that this does more help than harm. And it may be hard for a lot of folks to really see that. But I think when we look back on this move, Shama always says it, we are in unprecedented times. And I think that we have to understand that while we love movies and these stories that are told for the art, there are businesses at stake that do this for the commerce and for the business. And I think that there's also a lot of contractual reasons as to why they chose to do this move. For folks out there that don't know how negotiating with, you know, your a lot of your above the line, um, you know, uh, uh, crew and, and, and actors, um, there are certain things that are written in there called back end. And if you have no, <laughs> if you have no, you know, essentially no no theater back end, um, that kind of affects that contract and the way that it's written. Like for example, you don't give back end to everybody. But I'm damn sure that uh, Will Smith has some back end, you know, kind of written to his contract uh, for King Richard. Would we agree? Same thing with Keanu Reeves in The Matrix Four. Oh, yeah, right. Yes, yeah, sure. um, yeah, yeah. Same thing with I'm sure with a lot of members that are inside of Suicide Squad. Shoot for LeBron James inside of Space Jam. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And contractually, there's probably so much that they are having to work overtime on to figure out. One, we have to get these films out. Universal got lauded for how quickly they decided to push out Fast and Furious 9 a whole year at the early part of this pandemic. Keep in mind, in the middle of March, we thought we were going to be in the house for two weeks. It has now been nine months. Okay, guys? Nine months. And counting. Yes. And Universal looks like the smart company for looking ahead and doing something that was completely against the grain from what everybody else was doing. But these times are unprecedented. And I don't think that anybody's doing it 100% right. I think there's wiggle room for everything. And it's hard right now where we're seeing that there's been a vaccine announced. There's been three that have been announced that we have hope that we're you know, getting good counsel from doctors that this could be something that in quarter two of 2021 that a good majority of the general public has access to. Let's hope. Let's hope for that. And what- who's, who's, who's signing up for the first round? We are waiting and let's hope and see and like or our fingers are crossed for all the pharmaceutical companies and the effort they are doing to retrieve it in this way. But let's hope and see. Going back to Warner Brothers decision. I know that like it's it's an industry based on profit and it's money making industry and they are not producing movies for good deeds. Or, or for the goodwill, Good or for deeds. just like for pleasing people and say, oh, we are so pleased. Thank you so much. No money. No, I understand. They want to make money. 
They want to have profit. They want to make millions. And of course, it, it's a company. It's profit. They have lots of people, lots of mouths to feed. But we are looking at something weird, not only weird, strange. Um, I thought like three, four years ago when they were thinking about a similarity of the premium video on demand and they said, that's a thing that will not work. And was that, we that see- was Morgan Freeman's company that was talking about that, right? Yes. I remember him being the face of it and I kind of blew it off like that. And Spielberg and Scorsese said like, no, yeah. it's not happening. And we see it happening and we said, oh my God, it's unprecedented year and it's one time and it's one year and we don't expect to see more, but we are seeing more. Mm-hmm. 10 days ago, when, when Warner Brothers said that uh, Wonder Woman 1984 will be released simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max, my heart was pounding. I felt like, is it a one time or what? When Adam Aaron, the CEO of AMC Theaters, and we know his 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 actions and statement like towards Universal and what happened and before the 17 days deal, he said, yes, we agree with them. They have a company that they need to run and it's one time. I said, no, if you said this today, next week, they will say more and more and more. And what we did not expect is happening. What we didn't see coming, unfortunately, it was in our like nightmares that it might happen, but they found a way or another to do it. Hmm. Raul, I will start with you with thinking about that. How do you think this will work for the movie theaters and exhibitors? So first off, my guess is that exhibitors are all currently bombarding Warner Brothers with negotiations, right? Trying to get them to rethink their strategy. (laughs) Um, We know AMC is very displeased. Uh, CEO already expressed it, um, expressed his frustration, and and particularly with uh, Warner Brothers' lack of communication with them and lack of notice as far as i'm aware they were notified yeah they were notified one hour before yeah one hour before the the statement was put out there for the public for the press so you're saying Uh, amc had no idea amc yeah one hour before they found out i find that so hard to believe every they did not get it out of the boardroom out of out of warner brothers till an hour before the announcement to the press to the real quick so we're saying that HBO, AT&T, and I, th- and, I, and I think it's really important for people to understand how much AT&T plays into the way that this, this is going down. Like, this is not just a Warner Brothers to HBO thing. AT&T, the parent company of Warner Brothers and HBO, yep. mm-hmm. who have mishandled the debut of HBO Max and is hemorrhaging a lot of money with what their projections were, are looking for some gains. And there's not much to be had in 2020. Um, so I can understand that in the boardroom, that they're my my I literally thought that why not work with my biggest partner on hey this is the way that we're going what do you have to say about I, I thought that they, they would have kind of been in on it but I, I guess if you're I mean if you are positive that AMC had no clue then I can understand how they can kind of feel like a like a smack to the face with this a hundred percent none none of them were notified and of course it feels like a smack in the face you know i i did feel shama mentioned this like when they announced the wonder woman thing you know adam aaron the ceo of uh, of amc his reaction to that 
was a little too blase. Uh, he he <laughs> he was just like, yeah, you know, you you got to do what you got to do. It is what it is. And and uh, like I said it uh, then, I I say it now. Like that was that was a, a bad reaction mm-hmm. because it, it made him look bad with how he reacted towards Universal. And Universal didn't say we're going to make our whole slate of. They said, "Oh, we're going to consider like some of the films. Yeah, we're going to release them day and date." And they didn't consult anybody. And he was like, "Oh, your films will not play in AMC theaters." You know, and and now uh, Wonder Woman gets put on day and date on HBO Max. And he's like, "Yeah, it is what it is." So for me, I was like, "Oh yeah, so it's all right." Like he understands these are difficult times. They, they got a business to run. They got to figure stuff out. Okay, that's cool. But I think it makes him look bad. WB said, oh, okay. Let's capitalize on this. Uh, how else can we do this? Uh, oh, yeah, our, our slate of films for 2021. That's going to bring us a lot of business. And uh, and then we'll see how they react. They seemed okay with, with Wonder Woman, which is now the biggest film to come out, right, in, in 2020. It, they seemed okay with that, so yeah, yeah, sure. Let's just let's do the rest. Uh, it's, I'll, also, uh, I'll also say this: Wonder Woman will be the biggest movie to ever hit a streaming service for premiere. Correct. Yes, right? we, I mean, think, think about it. We, we don't know what have, what soul. Yeah, we, we didn't. Yeah, we don't know what soul will do. Um, and I will say that a lot of the early reactions to that haven't been as – I mean people thought that this soul was capable of winning you know, best picture at the Oscars. Um, and I'm not hearing that talk anymore. But um, I still believe that it might be nominated for screenplay. Oh, I mean it's, it's – I need to see it for myself. You know? So um, you know, I, I'm hoping so. But with Netflix, we'll have, they've never debuted a movie that will be on the caliber of Wonder Woman. Um, Disney Plus has never debuted a movie. You know, like Mulan. I'm sorry, Miss. You know, yeah. Um, and that's and why they fixed the the what happened with Mulan and the thirty dollars in Seoul and releasing Seoul on on Christmas Day the same way. But and that's what gave gave cur- more courage to Warner Brothers to have this decision. Say oh, yeah. Disney they could be the first in something. Yes, Disney will release Soul uh, for free on the. Okay, we are doing the same thing on the same day with Warner Brothers, and before even the movie is out, we're gonna big, make the big hit and say that the, the entire slate is coming for next year early. Yes, they were like, "What? Win the game early? Why?" Yep. Some rumors saying like that next week's um, board meeting and and investors call at Disney will announce something similar, but not fully slate. So some are saying that Disney will pick some of the big budget movies and they will announce that they are coming, they are going straight to Disney+. Plus. That makes and sense. It might be including uh, Black Widow. But at the end... Black Widow should have been, Black Widow should have been releasing Disney Plus in November. Yes, I agree with that. And Warner Brothers... To have this, and after this long time relationship with all these exhibitors, without telling them and announcing it an hour before the public statement, they are definitely planning it this way. They don't want the word to get to get out of the room, and they just like want to hit it instantaneously. To to the the, the, the shareholders, the shares for AT and T boomed after after the announcement it, earlier this year when when. I was just, it's confusing to me that they that like they're like they they that they thought of it as being sneaky. Like 
it, it first off, it, it opens that opportunity, right, to to have to go back on their word, much like Universal did, right? Which I think makes them look bad. You know, like I, I don't run a giant corporation, but like I I would think that that would make them look bad to have to go back on what they said in any sort of way, even an inch. Um, you know, I, I, as opposed to like maybe they I, like for me, this will of course hurt attendance at cinema. It definitely will, but I still believe that they want to get the upper hand before Disney will announce it or before Universal will will do something. But that's not uh, that, that, sure, sure, sure. So they they didn't want to get up there. Okay. And the other the other thing that earlier this year I remember our episode talking about HBO Max and why did they they, they suddenly decided to release it two months early with no content. With, with no uh, proper marketing. So that's a way to catch this. But does Warner Brothers think that they will make more money this way? Definitely these are the money people, the logistics people, the boardroom was full of these experts. The movies that, that you mentioned, these 17 movies are budgeted for over a billion dollars. HBO Max has a subscriber base now of 15 million, 15 active, 15 million active membership because we we have some uh, non-active hbo members that will have access to hbo max on their accounts so if we are talking about the 15 million that they pay an average of 12 dollars per month yes the subscription is 14.99 but they are giving it for free for all at&t subscribers so they earn an average of 180 million dollars per month that's like being said that, that they have the 15 million paying every month. Nobody's canceling. So if they are looking to increase their base of subscribers, which mainly that's one of the costs that they chose to release everything on HBO Max. And that's definitely the main reason for this unprecedented action that the devil made them do it or they decided to do it. But do you think or do that any one of you think or anybody think that they might reach the 70 million base of subscribers like Disney Plus? That's the thing. They don't need to reach 70 million, right? Uh, they that'd be need fool, to. Very foolish from them. I mean, that's a great lofty goal, but they oh. really have to understand where they are culturally. Like, it took Netflix, what, five to seven years to build up one, Netflix is available internationally. Disney Plus is in a very small amount of the international footprint. Yeah. Same thing with HBO. So like that's 70, like that's so that's gonna be like really, really challenging. Netflix is a part of like the cultural lexicon, like Netflix and chill. It is. Netflix. Yeah. HBO doesn't need to reach 70 million. And they they likely will not. They're they're gonna increase for sure, but yeah, they're right. likely not going to get up there. Uh, they need an additional 8 million subscribers through the entirety, right, the 12 months of 2021, just to break even, which, when you think about it, is not that high. It's not 10, if, if, if they get 10 million, they will make a bit of profit. If they get 15 million, this likely becomes a more permanent option moving into 2022. Oh, okay. I, and that's what I feel. That, that, that permanent it, option thing, I think that is... I think it's hard to say because 
everybody's viewing habits have shifted a lot. And who's to say that when, if this vaccine is successful, a lot of it won't go back. People have been, been forced to stay home. People have also wanted to get the hell out of the house. I think that there's going to be, when it is safe, truly safe for a majority of people that feel it, there's going to be a clamor to return back to normalcy. So I don't necessarily believe that. Now, to be honest with you, if if they can increase their subscriber base by 10 million, and maybe over the course of like the next three to six months thereafter, if they only lose 35% of that, and 35 is a, 35% is a big number of 10% of newly, you know, uh, of, of new acquisitions, right? That's a yeah. win for them. It's all about HBO will be successful if they change the culture of its viewing habits. People forget that before HBO Max, HBO was a successful platform, the king of the Emmys, okay? And the movies that they had on HBO were essentially TV movies. The biggest difference that's going to happen from 2021 on is going to see, hey, the films that we have earmarked for a billion dollars. Like, I think, you know, if Warner Brothers has like, you know, four or five films, like, you know, um, they would love for The Matrix to get to a billion. They love for Godzilla versus King Kong to get to a billion. They would love, obviously, for Wonder Woman to be able to get to a billion. The Suicide Squad to get to a billion. Those four movies right there, they know for a fact that they cannot get a bill. They can't get, they can't get to that number off of HBO Max because it's going to take a complete culture shift, right? And I think with that, we got to understand that like, there's a lot of work to be done. So I, I do not think that this is like, this is not an indication of this is the path going forward. But it's shifting the industry. It's shifting how things are done. And it, it, it will, if it, it will succeed and it will, it will also, succeed. We're not thinking like, like I understand the concern in the theater industry, but like, listen, uh, if I have the option of not increasing my chances of contracting uh, COVID, and still get to watch these movies, I'm going to do it. I know. I know. Is, it, is, it, is, it, is it going to hurt the attendance any more than COVID already has? It, 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 oh, attendance, no. the attendance, it, is down. attendance is already super, super, super low. And yes, something like Wonder Woman will increase the attendance. And it, 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 that also means, though, it will increase the chances of spreading COVID, the people that are going to the theaters right now already are not concerned with COVID and therefore will continue seeing the films more than likely in the theaters. Oh, yeah. Like this for me, this uh, this announcement does nothing to my viewing habits. I have exactly. been to the movie theater several times a month since Tenet. To be honest with you, it is incredibly safe. I am impressed by what my local AMC does day in and day out to keep the patrons of the movie theater safe. They're going there with the sprays. I mean, the, the six feet, like they are doing everything that a, um, th- th- that a smart business should be doing in this climate. Like that should be the goal. Yes. And they should be, and they, honestly, they should be rewarded for it. And, and, I, and I understand it feels bad. Like, you know, it's like, hey, studios, can you just kind of like work with us here so we can keep this going? But we got to understand what happened just like a month and a half ago. All right. The Paramount, you know, court, like, right. Like, that, like, that's a big thing for years. It was essentially kind of like a not really, but like, hey, we're going to work with you, even though like I don't have to give you my movie. Like, yeah. I don't have to do that. Like, yeah. What, like, yeah. like, understand movie theaters are just big candy stores and restaurants. And somehow they're allowed because it was outlawed back in the twenties that like these other studios can't exhibit their own films. <laughs> like if it wasn't for that, movie theaters would not be the way that they are. 
Totally correct. I agree with you on what AMC is doing. Cinemark is doing the same thing. Like every, I, I visited several locations and it's m- like clean, safe, marvelous in the way they are doing it. But cleaner than Walmart, tell you that. Yes, they are. Yeah, cleaning the, the grocery store. I, t- I say it several times. But we, as Raul said, like people that like don't want to contract COVID and they have the, the rights. They have the rights to stay at home, of course, and they have the comfort of their couch to watch the movie. And I would, I'm not saying push them and give it exclusive to the theaters. But give the announcement for the whole year will definitely hurt because who will invest? Who will invest for in these companies if somebody wants like to try to to raise more uh, money to be, to pay their debts? Oh, you have a good you have a good point. That's there. definitely that's def- that's definitely tough. Like I, I definitely think that like maybe going quarter by quarter would have yes. been a better call. Uh, would have been more more beneficial f- for the exhibitors. This this uh, releasing the saying that the whole year like that is a big bold move and again one that I feel like I'm worried that they are going to have to go back on some way somehow but like in reality going back on what colby said like everybody's like oh can you just like do this favor for the for the theater so they can survive or just like you know just just help them out like i genuinely believe that this is helping them out why because i largely i don't think that the attendance is going to change all that much maybe that's silly of me to think that i don't think it's going to change all that much and uh like the option is Release it this way or continue pushing them, which brings you zero dollars. Yeah, so I correct, feel like correct. It's zero dollars to wait to help them out. Yeah, to, to anyone. I agree. Um, I I agree with, with, with what's happening. And of course, like we will not just like we will be reasonable and rational talking about every one of them and their point of view. And I understand that Warner Brothers maybe thought about the idea of doing uh, quarter by quarter, but then they said, no, we would like to build our base of customers. So to make sure they are attached to us, we have to inform them that it's a whole year because they might say, ah, oh, maybe it, it would be a movie or two. So, so we will subscribe afterwards. Yeah, they will not subscribe. So that's why they want them to get attached. Why? Because they will release an offer in a week or two, saying that like subscribe for the whole year for hundred and twenty dollars. Oh, of course, they did, I, they did a six month option. Actually, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. have like so, like solid, but it's rumored that like they will release, so they will subscribe for a whole year and save four months. So how people, much did did? I'm sorry for interrupting you, but how much did Disney make off of that? Because I think that was like a really big proponent of was. like a lot of their success. Disney did it perfectly at the beginning for all the D23 members and then for annual pass holders and then for Disney credit card holders and they give them like to pay a price of of a year and take three years. And then they started rolling it out for uh, for another week and then they stopped. I and wonder if that is the magic like recipe to making a new service work. I mean, AT&T Bungle did a lot with, you know, one, it was supposed to not come out until the end of the summer. They wanted to push it up because of COVID and, you know, and stuff like that with HBO Max. But like when I remember and thinking back, like, you know, damn, like now Disney Plus has been around for, you know, a little over a year now. At the beginning when like it was like, yo, we can get three years of the service for a year, but having all that money up front, let's, I mean, if they had like, you know, 25 or 30 million people, you know, paying, you know, a hundred, what was it like? How much was like what, $200? Even less than that, right? Yeah, for $160 for three years. So it was phenomenal. That's a, that's a lot of money that you like, oh, yo, we got that in the books. I don't care if you subscribe or unsubscribe or anything like that. Like it's like, I think that was actually pretty smart. It is. It, it it was smart, and and I agree. Like business wise, from business perspective, that Warner Brothers they had to do it for a year for that reason 
to get people attached. When people feel the commitment of the whole year, they will be there. They will know, oh, we have these 17 movies. Matrix is coming in November. So I will, uh, and I want to watch Judaism, the Black Messiah, if it came in February. And I want to see The Conjuring in April. So yeah, a whole year, yeah, it's nothing. I would just like pay pay for uh, for uh, for eight months and get the whole year so it makes sense as as a way of, of of intimidating the the guest and the the customer and getting them attached to their database but here we we forget about the cable cutters all these people that like didn't want to pay a hundred dollars a month for TV <laughs> and they decided to go to Netflix at the beginning, and then Hulu, and now we have HBO Max and Disney Plus and Peacock. The total of these now is more than the that hundred dollars, and you're still needing more. You still need more. You know, we have all of them. We we didn't talk about CBS All Access or Paramount Plus. You know, Yo, I, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I worked in the cable industry for seven years with one of the biggest cable companies in the country, and I would listen to customers just bitch and moan about their cable bill. And I said, listen. They would say, oh, I pay all this money for channels that I don't watch, for stuff that I'm not interested in, right? I don't even watch TV. And I would always say, you watch TV. You just don't watch it the way how you used to, okay? Um, and I think that like people have to understand like that's, that's that shift, right? Like That is the shift that a lot of people weren't aware of. Like I, I always predicted that people – like your, your bill for everything is going to get back to what you paid, if not more, because you're still going to have those – couple of channels that you want to watch. You just now have to make the choice of what you want to watch. Like if you're a fan of Marvel stuff, like you can't just only have Netflix because Marvel ain't on Netflix no more. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of DC stuff, you can't only have Netflix because it ain't there. It's at HBO Max. You know, if you're a fan of Star, like it's, it's something that you're either going to be willing to invest in or not. And then also, I mean, you guys know you've worked in, you know, you know, in the, in, in, in movie theaters, the average movie goer only goes to the movie theater, what, two to four times a year? Yeah. yeah. This is something that is probably more, I don't want to say dangerous. That's not the right word. This is something that could be more um, risky, like education, yeah, risky in a certain sense for average moviegoers. Like us, cinema goers, I'm still going to be at the movie theater. Exactly. I know that you guys all will when it's safe to be able to go. But like the average moviegoers, the folks who don't care about like the quality of certain stuff. Like this, like yo. As long as I got Netflix, I don't care. They're fine with missing out on the Matrix. They're fine with missing out on King Richard. They don't care about that. They're like, no, no, no. I'll just pay my twenty dollars for Netflix, and that's all I will watch. That's you know, like HBO will never get to that. HBO will never have a base that says I'm okay with only having this. I don't care about the other stuff. That's not gonna happen. But mentioning this now, like you remember, guys, when Netflix started, it was just like one flat rate, and then they added, okay, you can now watch only two screens, and then uh, to add more, you have to pay extra four dollars. And to wanna, you want to watch it in four K Ultra HD HDR, you have to pay the high tier end, and you have to pay seventeen dollars. Okay, and people kept like going up because they want to have the best quality ever on the screen. Then Hulu started like for free, and then they started like saying, "Oh, you want to have we we have ads now. You have to pay extra to to take off the ads." Okay, yeah. people starting paying that as well. After after that, like we have we have Disney Plus, which is still maintaining its price that with, with no increase. Then Universal dropped Peacock and started Peacock at three different tiers: a free tier entirely that shows nothing. And then I mean, I mean, yeah, it shows nothing. It doesn't have any of the original content. You are releasing nothing. Yeah, you're releasing a streaming service showing nothing. 
<laughs> and then pushing them to the next year, which is like ad supported. And there's like the stupid thing about it. I'm sorry to say it this way. If you pause the movie to go use the bathroom, you have to watch the commercial again, which is like horrendous. Oh, Not like Hulu. Really? Oh, yes. Lord. <laughs> and, and the high end tier. I keep analyzing every one of them. And the high end tier for Peacock. It's like that, that you're paying $7 extra just to get rid of the ads. So, of course, for this decision, no. Give me the ads. I will go use the bathroom and watch the same commercial again about Target. Like, I think I sold that commercial for Target seven times in one show. Anyways, <laughs> moving moving from, from Peacock to HBO. HBO Max opened and everybody was even... My friends asking me... Eh, HBO Max is not showing in 4K on my TV. I said, like, yes, because Warner Brothers just decided Warner Media... Warner Media decided to release uh, the service suddenly, two months before its time. So they did not remaster every show to be 4K or Ultra HD. And then people, the first question was asked, oh, we're going to watch Wonder Woman in, in, only in 1080? They said, like, no, we're going to release it as the first show to be released in 4K, Ultra HD. But they didn't say anything yet about increases in prices. Okay, so we should expect that same thing like happening now, like it's 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 a way just like pulling things in, you know, like we don't need that. We don't need all these services at that different time because some people want to watch from here and there. It's it's, it's complicated. It's it's concerning. It's so concerning. Like how how things are shifting. Will this like force? Disney to drop their entire slate on Disney Plus? We don't know. Will Universal do the same thing on Peacock or Paramount on CBS All Access or Paramount Plus? Yeah, Shama, that that is the scary concern. That is the question. And that is, I am confident, the conversation every studio is currently having, especially, you know, Paramount is doing their Paramount Plus thing. Um, all these studios are trying to figure out their thing. They're selling off their stuff to these different, different, uh, I almost said different to these different <laughs> streaming services. Um, that's, that is what they are currently talking about. That's what they're trying to figure out. Yeah. And I'm sure that every week will be part of our weekly news that like we will have some updates from some studio and some, some services and things that will be keeping in change till they reach the ultimate model. I hope they will find a way to balance everything to be a win-win situation for everyone. And that's why I believe everyone has a different reaction to their decision. You know, like every one of the studios, every one of the CEOs, every one of the companies, even every one of us. Yeah, man. I think I think ultimately, like, I'm willing to give this time, right? Like, don't get me wrong. It's an odd strategy anyway to say that we're going to, like, release a day-in-day release in theaters and on our platform and then return it back after 30 days it's just it's it's odd. Um, it's weird, really weird. Like, like so you're gonna tell me thirty days, both they will have it, and then suddenly it will disappear from HBO Max. It will only stay in theaters while everybody already wanted to watch the movie. We'll see it there. Then two weeks after that, to three weeks, it will appear on home entertainment for uh, for rental first uh, on iTunes, on uh, Google Play, on Vudu, on Fandango. Now, then it will start to be available for purchasing while the Blu-ray are in market for three weeks, and then it will go back to HBO Max. Wow. I think that, I think there's a lot of room for this to change. Um, I think that like after the first like quarter of this, 
there's going to, because it just, it just honestly, it doesn't make sense to me. So I really do believe that that is going to change. The universal model that is agreed upon, I think that that is forward thinking, understanding that where um, audiences viewing habits are going to be evolving going forward after this pandemic. I think it makes sense. And I think that there's enough money to be had from the, um, uh, uh, fr- from the theaters and from the studios themselves um, in that initial three weeks. I mean, the bulk of properties, you know, make their money in those first three weekends. Like exactly. I, I am dying to watch Wonder Woman on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Like I swear, they tell me that it's available right now. I'll pay an extra five dollars. I want to watch it on Thursday night. Thursday night. Remember when Thursday night literally used to be a midnight release? Yeah. yeah. And, and then yeah. the demand said, "No, we want it at ten p.m. Now we want it at seven. At six, it's I've seen releases as early as five o'clock. That's five p.m. Yeah, all the family movies, all the family friendly movies started at five. Yes. Yeah. Also, honestly, let's not forget. Yes, yes, the universal model is forward thinking. Yes, it's great. Like a lot of people are digging it, and you know what? Even the people that hated it are loving it right now. Oh, yes. But, but yeah. let's not forget Universal does not have their own streaming service. They have Peacock. Oh, they have Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, but it's not, it's not the same. It's it would be, different. They, they want to do the same thing. They have Peacock Originals, so then like, they got to do the same thing. But see, how at the beginning I was like, against the Universal way, it, 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 it's showing that it's good now for one reason, especially after the latest update with, when Cinemark joined AMC with it. When they said $50 million for if a movie did $50 million or over in the first three weeks, it will stay longer in theaters. And that's what I love about it. So even if you if Fast and Furious, the new one in April, will still be under this model, it will succeed because the movie, if, if things are getting better, it will be over the uh, $50 million. And uh, even if, 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 if it will not do it, they will still make mo- so much money putting it on Peacock or even available for rentals. I guess that tells you where Peacock stands in my mind because Peacock is, to me, I do not see uh, like theater films, like that quality of film. I don't see that being a home for, for uh, Peacock being a home for them. <laughs> I see Peacock as this whole other thing. I'm glad you said that. Offline, I was talking to Shama about watching Godmothered, right? And I think that like a lot of people have to understand that these streaming services, okay, we have Netflix, Apple, Disney, uh, Hulu, HBO Max, right? Yeah. And the, more. the theatrical films that were supposed to be on these streaming services are not, I repeat, if it was not for this uh, this pandemic, are not going to be the quality of film that we're talking about of these 17, 18 titles from Warner right. Brothers. Right. Like, people have to understand, do not be fooled into thinking, because Netflix, and it's taken them several years, only recently have they gotten like actual blockbusters. And like that's the old guard, and that's extraction. Those are their two blockbusters. Then every now and then you'll get those off chances of bird box and something like that. But like those films inside of a theater do not play like how you would think them to. And I think people have to understand that. This Godmother movie that I just watched, cute film, really sweet. It would not do it would not do financially well inside exactly. of exactly. And I they reduce the quality that they put into those films for good reason. They're TV movies, but and that's what they said. Disney's decision when they when they said we are doing Disney Plus, they said we need to produce. We'll start with ten movies in twenty twenty one to to increase to fifteen to twenty to twenty five movies or as Disney originals going straight to Disney Plus. So they will they will be good, good movies, good quality, but not the high end theatrical experience, and we are okay with that. And that makes sense to put in a streaming service because as an investor, 
my return doesn't have to be as great. I can sink $20 million into a Disney Plus original movie as opposed to sinking $200 million. Like, why would I? This is my thing. The reason why I do not believe that this is going to be the destruction of the movie theater industry is because for these 10 pole films, if I am making, right, like, if, if, okay, the MCU, for example. Exactly. I do not want to, the reason why yeah. them, yeah. I don't want to put Black Widow on this streaming service to make the same amount of money that Godmother is going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. I want to put that movie in a movie theater so I can make $1.5 billion. And then I can kick it to the 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 the, the on demand market and make an extra you know fifty million dollars and then kick it to the you know to the airlines so I can make another twenty five million dollars and then put it on Blu Ray so I can make another fifty. That's the life cycle that these studios have been used to, and that was the the correct plan that or should should have been here in in Warner Brothers' decision. Out of these seventeen movies, we could have, they could have mentioned ten, and the other seven the the very strong ones. Could have been left for theaters, but I understand their point and their perspective as business makers that they need to um, intimidate the guest, intimidate oh. the, the customer. Like, oh, see what we're gonna have. You have to be part of this. And, and I just realized too, Shama. We gotta remember, there's been a stoppage in production for six months in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't have the, the, the they probably didn't have the resources to make sure that they had new content to put on their streaming service. Yeah. So that, you know, that's a, like, now that you said that, that kind of rung a bell in my head. Like, oh, yo, they literally weren't able to produce anything. <laughs> so like, they're like, hey, th- at least, you know, hey, let's get you excited for the streaming service because we didn't do a good job marketing from the jump, right? Um, let's like increase the marketing that way. You guys get used, because let me tell you something, go to, um, to, to HBO Max right now. Honestly, it is amazing content. Yeah. Like, it's a, it, it's it amazing is- content. And, and they... To to me, they have the best looking. Uh, oh, the, the user interfaces. The up, user interface. You remember, yes. all, like the first day, the very first day when I told you, like the, the, yeah. the these logos on the left, like will be great, and they are. It's great, and with them rolling out now the 4K or HD, uh, Ultra HD, and HDR, it's working much better. And Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. So now, like we have Netflix when they upgraded lots of their original content to Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos, and Apple TV. Plus, you cannot imagine like the quality. Of course, nothing can. Since we are talking with Colby, told me and uh, and with Colby McFrew, and we Colby does Dolby. Nothing can can beat uh, move, watching a movie in in a Dolby theater. But with the recent updates from for Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos, you can feel some of that, and that would will make you want to go to the theaters more. But since I mentioned Dolby now. Um, an interesting idea like popped on my head like uh, after the the announcement from from Warner Brothers and uh, and then I, the 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 Wonder Woman 1984 and its theatrical performance like what will the movie do before before I say what I did I want to hear each of your perspective about what you guys think about Wonder Woman 1984 and what it will be doing in theaters well, I guess we we got some early reactions that just dropped yesterday, right? No, yeah, I'm not talking about the quality of the film. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying like, oh, just in regards to it's, it, it's uh, okay. Yeah, it's revenue, it's attendance, it's it's who will be going and for what. I mean, that's so hard. When when I think about where we were just last year, what, what do we have? Five thousand screens last year to available titles. Yeah, um, Regal is gone in America, y'all. Like people like underestimate like how many screens are no longer on the table. I mean, I listened to your last episode and you said that, uh, what was it? The Croods did what? $9 million. I think that's pretty impressive for this time. Yeah. You know, I think a win for them for, for like, if I remember for that first film, 
I think honestly, like if they walked away with 20 million, I think that would have been the success. Yep. Um, and, and regular, you know, non COVID times, I think 9 million was good. Honestly, like I think, I think Wonder Woman with all things being considered with it being the holiday, I think it could be able to make a quarter, you know, I think you could do 25 to 30. 25 to 30 million. And what first, was it? It's opening weekend last time was what, 85, I believe? Yeah, but like, do you think it would do 25 to 30 while it's available on HBO Max? And uh, uh, with, with the I'm, pandemic? I'm guessing, I'm guessing 15 to 20. Well, you know what? Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking that like if it was just if it was because Cruise was just theaters only. Yes, yes, exactly. I gotta admit that that's gonna go in half. Um, but you know what's the number? You know we're talking about fifteen dollars per person to be able to get a new HBO account. You know I'm wondering if HBO is like Yo, family, just for so family, happen. right? Yes. You know, hey, we just got like an extra. I mean, if they can get all right, Wonder Woman, let's say costs all in. Let's say let's say let's say two hundred million dollars, probably a little bit more, right? Let's say two hundred million dollars. That means that in order for that film to be in the green, just off of it, and this would be a good measurement stick, they're going to need 13 million subscriptions. Can can it do 13 million subscriptions? Can the combination of in theater and at home get to that number of like 13 million? Okay. That's that's the tough part. And maybe I, think, maybe I don't I understand think, the, like, the math too much, but like in my mind, if I'm making a movie and I'm releasing it here, I know that I need X amount of subscribers to make my money back. Give me my – all right, let me, let, 10 million. Can, can, can Wonder Woman bring in 10 million new subscribers? If it does, I, success. Listen, I think it might only because they announced next year's slate is yes. coming to HBO. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, so if I sign up on December 24th for Wonder Woman, then I, I'll just stay subscribed – until I watch the movies I want to watch in 2021, and then I'll unsubscribe. And so they're going to get that rush of people that are going, they're just like, oh, well, what movies come out in January? What, what movie's going to come out in February? Okay, then I'll just stay subscribed for a couple of months while I well, watch this those is going to be up to them to like now, you have Wonder Woman, right? And the moment that Wonder Woman, like that last weekend, that's when you drop uh, Mortal Kombat. You got to be smart with it. Exactly. And that's what they will be doing. They will use the Netflix way that Netflix decided last year that we don't want anybody to like unsubscribe. Week, right? Sorry? It's somewhere in like that third week range when they like they 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 drop it. That's why they 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 do their um their trailers so weird too. Like they, they drop the trailers at the oddest times, but it, it works. Yeah. They want people to say, Oh, I cannot unsubscribe because I want to see this movie next next month. I want to see this one the month after. And that's how they're gonna release their content in twenty twenty one. And but talking about like the performance of the theatrical uh, release of Wonder Woman. I did like uh, yesterday. I was like driving with uh, some people, so I, I had like time for an hour and a half. I was literally checking the top fifteen locations in the U.S. from the movie theaters that are open upon the box office release from the week before. Mm. I just wanted to see the advanced tickets because we cannot retrieve the advanced tickets total for Wonder Woman yet. Uh, it, it's uh, probably it's like something from the from from the inside. So I kept checking the big locations from the states that are open nationwide, and uh, including uh, AMC in Disney Springs, including the Studio Movie Grill in um, in big locations, including other like the uh, Landmark, Alamo Draft House, the theaters that are open, Cinemark, and their their top locations uh, all over the country. For so the the, the the top fifteen locations. You will be surprised that like on Christmas Day and the day after Christmas, there are like two or three tickets sold in the top, in the big locations. But mm-hmm. go to the locations that have the, the Dolby at AMC. 
I've seen like 23 tickets sold in one house, in one in one building, 27, while they are at capacity so that it will sell out at like 40 or 50 people. So premium format still have its own clientele. People that know the, that they are movie lovers and they know that they want to watch the movie, they will get out of their houses to go watch it in premium format. Looking at other locations that does really good, but they don't have... Dolby or IMAX because IMAX is also like getting the, the second number of of, uh, of advanced tickets and that's my personal analysis it's just like I open and I look at their seats and the reserved seatings and how many seats are there and I gathered my numbers so I saw like Dolby is having the high the high proportion then IMAX look at the at the big locations that does great every that do great every week non premium format locations are not having anything any advanced tickets yet so is that an indicator that like people that are going to the theater to look for this movie are the only ones going for premium format at least for advanced tickets and then they will have some of the walk-ins especially it's christmas and the day and the day after christmas possibly i think though historically uh families don't know who's like you know, who's going, who's going to be over? Who are we going with? Are we going with the neighbor? Are we going with uh, our cousins? And so they tend to buy their tickets the day of. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or the day before. Yeah, no, no, that- but, but that's not the, the common thing before that. Because, like, if we're looking at, like, big movies getting released during Christmas time, they had advanced tickets that that they know how to forecast the, the, the future, how to forecast what's coming in that two weeks. But now with no advanced tickets at all, it's it's almost nothing, you know. There is no forecast for what the movie will be doing in theaters. And we have another factor that the movie will be available on the same day at the same time at home. So even some of these families that would like to go watch it in theaters, they will prefer to watch it together at home first, and then maybe uh, one of them will go after that to watch it in Dolby a week after or in an IMAX. I'm just, I'm just, that's, that's my thinking of it like what do you guys think i i, th- I think you're right it, it's gonna be hard i think i think wonder woman unfortunately is the test case um oh man it's like for me as a movie lover and like respecting like how when you know we've all like you know, you know we went to school for this right and it's like i know that this film deserves to be seen primarily on the big screen i want to see it on the biggest and loudest screen possible but just understanding the average moviegoer when they know that this is like, oh man, I just I can just watch it from home. Because yeah, they can I, pay fifteen dollars for like each one of them will have to go pay, pay for Dolby between fifteen to eighteen dollars anywhere nationwide for one person. The entire family can play pay fifteen dollars and watch it all from home that day. Even don't even if, get me started on the like the just what I need to figure out what HBO Max is going to be doing with these p- specific titles and pirating. Like that's the one thing that like I feel like is that's the worst part. Especially about that the movie is coming out only. They still have their theatrical uh, releases out of the US because HBO Max is only available in the USA, not even in Canada. So all these movies will have theatrical experience, theatrical release. Wonder Woman is getting released in China and all over the world a week before the US. So the movie will be out in theaters on the seventeenth. So if it's not pirated from the theaters there, it's easy. It's literally easily to get pirated over at home from HD, Ultra HD, uh, 4K things. What are they going to do? I don't know. I don't know, man. This is an experiment. We're going to have to see how it all plays out. That I think 
that uh, end of December, first week of January box office evaluation is going to be an interesting one. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be an, uh, once December 25th comes, I think moving forward, it's going to be interesting looking at how Wonder Woman does and then how we how this decision by WB is going to affect the future of the box office. That is it for our conversation today, guys. Great conversation. Everybody out there, hope you guys enjoyed it. Colby, Mac, thank you so much for joining us again. I would hate to have this be an echo chamber where me and Sham are just listening to each other's voices. Uh, I loved having another person here to share their thoughts on this decision. Um, and I love it that it's it's somebody that... Uh, you know, admittedly is, 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 is going to the theaters regularly, even in these times. Yeah, man, it's my responsibility as a movie goer and I'm going to do it safely and as responsibly as I can. This is definitely fun chopping it up with you guys as it is always. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to be able to join you guys again in the future. Um, yeah, this is, it's gonna be interesting. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll check back in on this maybe like, a. I guess in a, in a few weeks, you know, let's, let's, let's see what the end of January has to say about Wonder Woman <laughs> at all. Thank you so much for uh, coming today. Everybody out there. Hey, if you got a second, we appreciate you guys reviewing us, letting us know what your thoughts are uh, on Apple Podcasts. So, hey, t- take 10 seconds, leave us a review. Really appreciate it. And then go check out our website, emreportpod.com. Uh, guys, where can the people find you? Yo, you can find your boy when I'm in the mood to write. You can check out my words on my website at KobeTomey.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KobeTomey. And remember, when they ask you where you heard it from, you tell them Kobe told me. And you can find me at Mohammed Chama on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at the Raul Nevado Twitter, Instagram. You can find us at M Report Film. Keep an eye out. Uh, towards the end of the month, we're going to have Colby on for our One Night in Miami evaluation. That's a, a, a little spoiler for you guys. You can look forward to that. We're going to get into it for that one as well and chop it up for Regina King's uh, feature directorial debut. Hey, be a part of the show. If you got a report, let us know. This is yours, Minorities Report. Peace.